Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vettabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. We're starting the uh, the process of planning for next year in our program where we teach. Um, so that is the end and the beginning in, in the way of, of that. Uh, but it's also the uh, nearing the end of the pandemic, I think, Kenton. We can finally say that is there, it- is some, there is some light at the end of the tunnel. I hope there is because I think we're all pretty freaking sick of this. Why do I keep hearing about people with vaccinations catching COVID? That has been, I've heard in the last three days, I've heard three or four stories, stories from our city, in addition to Bill Maher, who caught <laughs> yeah, it, right. even though he was fully dosed, we're told. Um, uh, how, how much of a story is this going to be? Is this going to be the next story? <laughs> it turns out that... <laughs> the the, the vaccine is not effective? <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's effect. I think we I, the fact that it's a dropping rate tells you something. But I think uh, the, the degree to which people who have or who are dosed up can catch it, I, I don't know. Like, the, I think the jury's still out on that. I'd be mm. surprised. I, I still don't think we're going to go raging back to school in September. Okay, interesting. Okay, yeah. well, I, I, well, I hope we do. I want to go raging back to school. Uh, but uh, you're at school. You're. I at am right school. now. Yes, I, I, I am. We are recording this. Well, I, I did have to come down to to do some stuff. We do have, still occasionally have to come into the office to work. So I do happen to be here while we're recording this. Um, no, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it, what we're what we're looking at here, we just want it to end. I think that's the general consensus from almost everybody I talk to, uh, and that means that um, hopefully things will be going back to normal soon. And we're going to talk a little bit today about what that normal is going to look like what will be here still in the world in the frame in the, in the framework of the media right what will still be here and what won't be uh what will die what will live for another day um and so we're going to talk about the various aspects of the media and and what's going to change about yeah. it what we think is going to change about it um as covid as the covid19 pandemic ends um so we're going to get into that but first of course uh we have our nerd news nerd news This is my first and maybe my last TikTok. Oh, what do you think, Mabel? We know what you think. Everybody's favorite actor who plays Luke Skywalker is on TikTok. How else would you say him? Of what all is... the actors, of all of which actor who played Luke Skywalker are you talking about? Of, of all, all the actors who played Luke Skywalker. There's a claymation at Puppet. <laughs> Is it, is it him? No, it's not that. It's it's Mark Hamill, of course. Mark Hamill is on TikTok, and I. It's funny because I it for me again. We've talked about the TikTok algorithm on this podcast a couple of times, and how it, like it really seems to work really well. But honestly, it just popped right up in my feed. It was like I launched TikTok, and boom, there it is. Mark Hamill's first TikTok, and is perfectly delivered to me and to you, I assume. Yes. And so what it did was. you think of Mr. Hamill's and first TikTok? And I liked TikTok? it and I followed him. So did I. I loved it. It's him. And he says, uh, what is it? Tell me your animal distracts you without. Yeah, it has something to do with his dog uh, or his yeah. cat. I can't remember what it was. It was something in his it lap. Was, it was a dog on his lap. It's a dog. Was, every, and every time he put up his hand, the dog pulled his hand back Right, because he was scratching his belly or right. something like that, right? <laughs> right. So, so that was, uh, I thought that was a great first TikTok. And he said, this might be my first and last TikTok. Something to that effect. Um, but he had a new one up today where he's doing a duet with a fan. 
Oh, that's good. Oh, he'll love that. See, that that's, I mean, right. Mark Hamill's great on, on Twitter in particular. I think Mark Hamill, that, that's his strongest uh, social media platform. That seems to be the one in which he enjoys the most as far as tweeting yeah. and interacting with fans. But one of the things he does really well is interacting with fans. And I think that TikTok is going to provide a great opportunity for that. Um, and I, I, I think he's going to enjoy it. You know, you know, the older people always come on there and say, oh, I don't know about this. We, we, you know, we talked about this last week on, on last episode. But for the most part, I think the older people really do enjoy uh, TikTok and they do enjoy posting there. And they'll get a response. If you get a response, they're going to keep going. So I'm very happy with that. And okay, so as of last week, remember how you were teasing me because I only knew Howie Mandel. Yeah, who, by the way, I unfollowed because he's freaking annoying. That guy is so annoying on TikTok. I had to unfollow him. I'm like, no. I not find my thing. Him funny. Some of his stuff <laughs> well, is irritating. Yeah, you sent me a thing it? where he he like he like uh, deep faked his face onto like uh, um, Bib Fortuna from Return of the. Like, why? Why? <laughs> did, funny. He, did he think he already looked like that guy? Like, I don't understand why you would do that. He uh, he has a media arts lab. I saw this. They, they showed a doc, did a documentary on Howie on CBC like a year ago. Is that it's quite good or CTV? I think it was, and it was actually quite a good documentary. Um, but he shows he's got like a media arts room that's run. He's got like a team of social media people. Um, and I think he even rents it out and stuff, which is pro- probably a smart business idea. Like post COVID, maybe that'll be a smart business idea. Um, and so he, I think he feels the pressure to, uh, or wants to be creative on there. The other, yeah, the other thing that I was going to say is um, I've since followed Kevin Bacon on uh, TikTok, and he is hilarious. And, of all people, Anthony Hopkins, Oscar uh, winner, Oscar recent, Steeler. Recent, recent Oscar <laughs> yeah. winner. And he is uh, absolutely zany on there. And you're like, this is, a, I did not think that that would be Anthony Hopkins' life behind the scenes, but uh, absolutely entertaining. Um, and the, what, what I'm light on on TikTok is uh, following just people, average people doing their thing. That's what I need more of. Because okay. I'm following, all I've got is traditional media celebrities on there now. Right. Yeah. So I need something else, but I think maybe uh, you and I should make our goal to be get to to be to get Mark Hamill's attention. Oh yeah. No, I think that's we, that's we need definitely. To do something. I'm gonna it. make another. Uh, I'll keep making these TikToks. I I haven't done one. I I have ideas for ones where I take clips from this podcast and take clips from Star Wars nerds and then put video to it. I did that once. I put the Lobot. Our little conversation about Lobot, I put that up there, and that got a good response. People seem to really enjoy that. So I'm going to do more of that. I'll do one. We'll have to talk about Mark Hamill specifically. Maybe this conversation right now. I'll Maybe. make this. I can put this to video. Anyway, that's that's what I'm going to plan on doing uh, for TikTok. But but anyway, welcome Mark Hamill to TikTok, and we hope to be uh, interacting with you lots on there. Oh, totally. He's Yeah, it's, he's he's a delightful social media user, so it's great to see him on there. So Disney Plus is showing no signs of slowing down. We have, uh, what is it? Loki is starting next month, correct? Yeah, in June, yeah. we have Loki. And then in August, they just announced this. The What If series, What If animated series, will be premiering in August. Uh, yeah. And this was, you're not, you're not excited. I can tell by your facial expression. You're not excited uh, about this. I mean, I used to read the What If comics back when I was a kid. And they were cool because it was like, yeah, what if uh, Wolverine didn't have an adamantium skeleton what if what is that if one that of the stories happened? they told uh, he like, would just be a normal dude with, yeah that's heal. right <laughs> it would get and it, it would he would just go buy magazines at 7-eleven and drink slurpee so it wasn't like, <laughs> how much of a story so, there he yeah he just bought comic books like the rest of us um so so um i used to like that but you know um 
what I, 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 you know, I've been watching The Bad Batch. I haven't watched today's yet. Oh, I haven't either. But I forgot I, about that. But, <laughs> but, it's, but it's, yeah, I know. I sort of like, it's hard to remember every week. Um, but I, what I don't, I like, I like Disney Plus's live action stuff the, the most. Yeah, and it's been really good. they can do a, yeah, it's been amazing, mind blowing, really. Like I'm honestly, honestly, I keep, I'm, I'm very curious. I, I kind of want to watch the Mighty Ducks series. I gotta say, I'm a little bit curious about a little bit. A little is bit Emilio curious. in it? Yes, Emilio is in it. But I don't, know, about- I don't know if they brought back uh, Pacey, who was also in those those movies. Um, Pacey, guy played Pacey on Dawson's Creek. Joshua Jackson played Pacey in Dawson's Creek. He was in Fringe, and he was also the main kid in the Mighty Ducks. Anyway, um, oh, okay, God. so, uh, but my I am very excited about What If, because I, I love those What If stories, and I keep, every once in a while, whenever I'm at a thrift store and I'm looking through comic books, if I see any of those, I'll pick them up, because they're great standalone stories, and it is fun to kind of speculate as to what if this had happened differently. So I'll give you an example. Here are a couple of the stories that they're going to do that I don't know is if the these wa- are... Is the Watcher... Is the watcher yes. still the dude who makes the watcher still the down? dude? I don't okay. know. He's voiced by um, the dude from Westworld that I'm blanking on his name. Um, oh, yeah, Jeffrey. Is it Jeffrey? Right, Jeffrey Wright. Right, that? I think you're right. Hey, we did it without yeah, having to look well, it up. Hang on, let's not celebrate yet. I <laughs> <laughs> will see. Jeffrey every, Wright. Every yeah. Every time uh, I'm like, yes, pulled it out of the bag. And then I look it up later and it's like, no, no, you didn't. But he voices, he's now he's black, which is interesting. So is he going to have, are they going to make the watcher oh. black? They could make the watcher black. I don't think it matters if he's black or white. My so there's that. They'll make, they'll make the watcher all races and genders. <laughs> That's right. It'll change. It'll change week um, after week after week. But I think now they've only mentioned two stories here. So this might be the first episode or the, I don't know how this is going to be like, if it's going to be a half hour episode or maybe two 15 minute stories. Um, but the one they're going to look at probably in the first episode is what if Peggy Carter gets the super soldier serum instead of Steve Rogers. So Peggy Carter becomes Captain Britain, not Captain America, Captain Britain. Um, which is interesting because yeah. the real Captain Britain is a mutant and is uh, like part of uh, Excalibur. That's a whole other thing they haven't touched yet. There is a Captain this, Britain and he can fly. This does not seem like a great creative big idea for the first episode. It doesn't, you're right. No. We got? It seems like low-hanging fruit. You're going to love this next one. Uh, um, Black Panther, this is uh, voiced by Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman. So this is voiced uh, before he passed away, replacing Peter Quill as Star-Lord. So that's the other one. <laughs> so, Why? See, I don't know. That's what they want. But but wait a sec. Oh, I don't. Eat. Who cares? <laughs> this is. Are there any other topics? Um, it there? says here, uh, concept art also sees the return of classic heroes such as Ultron and the Collector. So I might get another chance to sell my Ultron action figure. There you go. If if it's popular. <laughs> Jeffrey Wright. Hey, we were right. Jeffrey Wright. Oh, hey, oh, now we can celebrate. Samuel L. Jackson, probably doing uh, Fury, obviously. Yeah. Haley yeah. Atwell doing uh, Agent Carter. Chadwick Boseman. Tom Hiddleston. So there will be one about Loki. Michael Rooker. There'll be one about, um, what the hell's his name? Uh, in, in Guardians. <laughs> Grogu? No. Uh, what's Michael Rooker's name in, in Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't know. Galaxy? I don't know. I have no the blue idea guy. He's the blue guy with a mohawk. He's the blue guy with a mohawk. What's his name? Oh, that guy. <laughs> You know what I mean? Anyway, I that know. guy's in it. <laughs> what? You look like Mary Poppins. Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! I'm looking forward to it. It's in August, but we will have, before then, we will have Loki coming out, and Loki looks really, really good. So I'm very, very excited about that one. Yeah. 
with Owen Wilson. That's inspired casting. That's great. Put add Owen Wilson to anything, and it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> is that right? Is that really? Oh, yeah. oh it's so funny. Oh. oh yeah, he's. Oh my god, he's and he seems to be channeling. Did you ever see the movie A Bottle Rocket? Yeah, of course. With yeah. Owen Wilson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, he plays Dignan. Yeah, in there, yeah. you wear with his orange jumpsuit. And he's part, sort of I mean, like, he's the best yeah. part of that movie, to be fair. Yeah. A bottle rocket, and I think he he's, peaked. A, I think he peaked at bottle rocket. To be fair, no. Oh, come on, <laughs> come on. I'm not a fan of Owen Wilson. He's he he's uh his character is Dignan. Now, when I was watching the preview for Loki, I was like, wait a sec. He's kind of channeling Dignan, where he's sort of he's sort of the object of ridicule, which is I he, like. That's what it. That's what I like Owen Wilson to be. Okay. To be the object of ridicule, to be the guy who thinks something's going on and, and it be completely blissfully unaware of what's actually going on. That's when, get... that's when, and I think we're going to get that. That's okay. what it looks like. Well, I also think we're going to get a, a, a huge amount of Owen Wilson impressions. Oh no, I can't really do it. But you know, people love to do no. their impressions of Owen Wilson. Yeah. So we're going to get a lot of that as well. Yeah, well, I, I can't wait. That, that, <laughs> okay. that's, I think it's going to be exciting. In the book of Boba Fett, is coming in December too. And I keep being like, like I'm waiting for some leaks or a trailer yeah, there's nothing. or something like, come oh, on. <laughs> there's a rumor that there's a rumor that Benicio del Toro is, was going to be cast as Thrawn or something stupid like that. Like that's just ridiculous. Well, he's already got a, he's got a role already. He wouldn't be Thrawn because he's already DJ, right? They don't, they don't need a DJ. No. They, maybe they do need a DJ in uh Jabba's former palace. Maybe that's what DJ maybe. looked like. Maybe that's where he started. <laughs> He will be a DJ. <laughs> he's just like spinning. He's like spinning yeah. vinyl. He's like in the corner. Right. He's, he's just spinning instead of instead of um, what's this guy's name? The guy, um, Size Noodles or whatever, who plays in the band at DJ at Jabba's Palace. He could be just yes. DJ, just being a DJ. Right, two turntables and a microphone, just like Beck. Where's that? I got two turntables and a microphone. Where's that? So we're going to talk about the future of uh, entertainment, the future of media, um, as it relates to the COVID pandemic. Let's start by talking about the theater and movie theaters. Because I think most people are going to make the argument, I, I assume that you are as well, that movie theaters are not going to last. What do you think? No, well, I think, here, uh, I mean, sort of the overview of all this is uh, marketing is all about habit-forming behavior. And in the past year, we've had no choice but to create new habits. <laughs> and as a result our habit formed the habits that we formed moving forward some of them we will break some of them we will continue uh we will continue doing forever so um what'll be interesting will be what habit forming behavior um as i say will will we just hang on to and for me i will not i don't i can barely imagine a scenario where i race to the theater to see something okay. even star wars now we're really? spoiled we're we're spoiled with so much like the Disney Plus stuff is my favorite stuff. Like, unless if the Rogue Squadron were to come out in the theater and everyone were to say, oh my God, it's like the world's greatest movie, then I'd go see it in the theater. But if it comes out and it's it's got the same reaction as Rise of Skywalker or something, I think I might just be inclined to wait for it to show up on Disney Plus. But you I don't think, know that uh, I would race out. Are theaters still going to be around though? Will they still be Fewer. open? 
fewer. So we'll see Some maybe will. here. So for example, the smaller chains, like maybe Landmark Cinemas in Canada, which is a smaller chain, that might not last. They only have two theaters here in Winnipeg. That might not last. Cineplex probably will, but they will be shutting down more of there. It's funny because they're they're building a new one right by my house, a brand new are they? Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. They're shutting down the Kildona Place the cinemas and band. They've been building it since before the pandemic. So they've just right behind the Save on Foods, there's going to be a, a, a theater there. Um, now, the reason that we're talking about this is because Zack Snyder's Army of the Dead actually opened in theaters last night. Now, this is a Netflix movie. This is a movie that will be coming out of Netflix next week on the 21st. So a week from today. It will be released on Netflix, but before they did that, it went. They went for a nationwide release. They're going for a full theatrical release across the the country of the U.S. I assume wherever, um, you know. And in the U.S. is a bit better off as far as the vaccination effort is concerned. So there, so more theaters are open in the states. They're still not open here, by the way. So this is a new new move for Netflix. They're they're releasing it in the theater first, then on um on their platform. Why do you think they're doing this? Well, because I think the longer you hang on to a property, there's a couple of things. You, I, while you might as well make a few bucks from the folks who are dying to go to the theater, there's nothing wrong with that. The other thing, I mean, if you were to ask people right now, did you see Black Widow and did you see James Bond? I'll bet you a bunch of people would go, yeah, I saw that. <laughs> What? Because there's been so many trailers for for years now. Well, that's true. That's true. Yes, it's very confusing. Yes, yes. And I think the longer that goes on, um, the the worse it is for the thing that you're releasing. I think you still, you need to do something. And the other thing is that the theater owners are pissed off about everything going on to to streaming. And so so I also think there's been a push to throw throw the theater owners some love by 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 giving by playing ball with them to some extent by giving them something to release mm-hmm. in the theater, but I do think I think that model, I don't know. We'll see. I you know the Oscars uh, can now you know this year honored films that were only streamed, um, and I don't think I think that rule will probably I think that moving forward that just seems like how it's going to be. Well, one no. thing I think one thing I don't think I think I don't think is going to change is that the the double release, like the release of on demand and in the theaters at the same time, that is here to stay. That is absolutely going to continue um, as theaters open up and, and um, across you know other countries and that kind of stuff. Um, we're going to see you know the ones that, for example, the, all the HBO slash Warner Brothers movies that are being released in theaters, but also being released on HBO Max. I think they'll probably continue doing that. Maybe not for the the the, the big, like brand new titles, but probably like a month later, we're going to see it. I think what we're going to see is that there's going to, we're going to lose that. There used to be like a three month window uh, um, between when a theater left, the th- when a movie left the theaters and when it came out on video that's when i worked at blockbuster that was a standard right so it was about three months after left theaters it would come out on dvd or or vhs um i think that's going to be gone i think we're going to get a very minimal like it could be out of theaters and like this one out of theaters and an on-demand netflix the next day i think that's going to be the transition of it but i do still think theaters will still be around and in fact i predict that there will be a boom a theatrical boom where people will go back to the movie theaters because we haven't been able to for so long i think people who love movies and i've talked to a lot of people online a lot of my friends who love going to the movies in the movie theaters they are like just chomping to the bit to get back in in the movies so i think there will be a boom but then it will fall off and it'll go back to normal after that see that's interesting because i noticed in my own behavior 
like I watched Nomadland on uh, Di- on Disney Plus, and I was like, wow, I don't have to pay for this. This is great. So I watched that, and then I started choosing my movies based on my subscription. So all of the Oscar nominated, with one exception, all of the Oscar nominated films I've seen are the ones that are available as part of the subscriptions I've got. I only paid to rent one other film and that was uh, Another Round with Mads Mikkelsen, Mm. which is great, which is a great movie. And now apparently Leo DiCaprio is gonna make it for an American audience. Okay. Uh, and, and ruin it, of course, and ruin the film. <laughs> ruin what is a what is a what what is a film that maybe can only be made properly in Europe based on its position on alcohol. I think like <laughs> like what we don't want is a preachy movie about alcohol, right? Because we have PSAs here. Yeah, we have we're, clean we're and sober. well PSA'd, right? So and and the movie Another Round is a little bit about uh, maybe it's better to sometimes moderation is a way to go. Other times alcohol can be the magic elixir to help you achieve success. There's like a double kind of thing going on in that film. So I paid for that film because it was not available anywhere. And I wanted to see it before Leo DiCaprio ruined it with his version. So, so I saw it, um, but I've got a lot of other films sitting there that I have not seen because I will not pay or, or I shouldn't say I will not pay. I, I have other options before I will get well, around to paying to see them. Yeah, you could wait. For example, Tenet. Tenet is finally available on Crave and HBO slash blah, 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 whatever. So now you can watch. Have you seen Tenet yet? I've watched 10 minutes of it. And I was like, oh, God, a time traveling <laughs> gun. I was like, no, thank you. All right. Well, the time travel gun. <laughs> well, I, I think so I already I said this. Lo- I watched enough. <laughs> It's bullets, by the way. The bullets are time traveling, not the it's gun. The bullets, oh, okay. No, but that one was one that I very much like. When you think about the hype, the Hollywood hype machine, I very much wanted to see that in theaters when it was released. I didn't, though. I didn't go, and we had a brief window last summer where I could have gone to see it, but I chose not to, basically because I was like trying to get out of the house and bring the kids out of the house, and so therefore we went to see SpongeBob in the theater instead <laughs> of Tenet. But uh, that being said, I think there is going to be. Um, a demand for this. I think people will still want to go see movies in the theater. I, I just think that it's going to be a different, like they, they're going to want to get out of the house. That's going to be the main push after this is over. And I don't think there's going to be one day, although today or yesterday, I think it was the CDC said that people who have both doses don't have to wear a mask anymore. Right. So, which is stupid, but, but I think they're trying to get things back. I think that's the CDC was way of trying to get things back to normal faster. Where How are you going to be able to tell the anti-maskers from the, from from the, the people double vaccine. dosers? Yes, exactly. And, and, and I don't want, I like, I still think I'm not ready to, to, to hot run in, run to a theater to be sit with a bunch of strangers. Um, at this point, I don't no. want to do it. No, I, I, I know. I understand that. Like there's some movies that might get me off my ass to do it. Just like there's some concerts where it was like, okay, hang, like if Paul McCartney is coming to town playing an outdoor show, I'd be like, shit, like I can't pass up the opportunity to see this Beatle one more time. Right. That would be, that would be like, oh, that'd be a tough one for me. But, but most concerts that come through town, I, I would be at this point just fine whatever i won't go do you want to move on to concerts and talk about yeah. live entertainment but before we do that let's just finish up the theatrical conversation by saying i i am going to make an effort to go to the movies more after this once the movie theaters open up in winnipeg i am going to make an effort uh in the states they had a deal 
and I don't know if they'll end up doing this in Canada. Maybe it's not cost effective in Canada, but they had a deal where it was like a monthly subscription fee and you can just go to the movies as much as you want. Uh, go to the movie theater, uh, which is similar to like, you may remember such a deal at uh, Movie Village back in the day. You could rent uh, any as many movies as you want for a month. This is an old video rental store in Winnipeg. You could rent, it was just like 30 bucks a month and basically you can rent as many movies as you want old releases not new releases of course but that was still good right i would yeah. like to do that for theaters i would like to just pay a monthly subscription fee and just to be able to go to the movies whenever i wanted and of course you know you, you buy your snacks and stuff like that when you go but i am going to really make an effort to go see movies more in the theater than i have in recent years anyway so we'll see i'll, oh. I'll let you know how that turns out yeah I, I i won't do that but i also and i also don't share your um your view of uh the spike in movie theaters like i think uh i th- like king kong king kong versus godzilla is that what was it called kong versus godzilla, godzilla versus weird. kong i think it was godzilla, godzilla yeah sorry godzilla versus kong that one did okay in theaters and i think people were just ready for some big dumb monsters yeah. punching each other and so there might be something that captures the zeitgeist that people well, want it's, it's- it's a matter of like creating a nice evening out for people, right? right. That's kind of what, that's what where theaters, they are really going to focus their marketing on like, you know, let's go out and have a nice evening. And that's where they're going to, you know, tie in their restaurants. They've all got these, the newer ones anyway, all have the fancy kind of food where they serve you in the theater and that kind of stuff. They're going to start pushing that more. They're going to talk about the experience of going to the movies. And I know we've heard this for years and years and they're, they're just, this is just kind of like the pandemic has just basically forced, accelerated this, problem i think so we would be here in five years regardless of whether or not we had a pandemic um the pandemic just so you know we will get um, movies continuing to be released on demand at the same time <coughs> but i will make a commitment to go into the theaters more maybe that will single-handedly help the industry i don't think it will but i'm just you know trying to do my part but also keep in mind that for any any of these public gatherings uh that all it's going to take is one outbreak somewhere uh, somewhere it doesn't even need necessarily need to be in North America where we live. It could right. be anywhere in a theater and it's going to scare the hell out of people. People like they're already questioning it. And all it's going to take is one big event to make them change their minds about it altogether. Mm-hmm. I think so. I also think movie theaters need to be careful about this too. Like, well, it's and, not going to take much. Yeah, no, you're right. And, and so then that, that could also be said about concerts. Now, we do have a concert uh, scheduled for the beginning of August, October, I believe. I think it's like a, a some country music guy. I don't remember who it is. Um, so they have a concert scheduled here in Winnipeg. Um, now, I know you're not a country music fan, but would and you said you wouldn't go unless it was somebody you really wanted to see. But do you think, like, for example, at concerts, are they going to are we still going to have to wear masks at concerts in a, you know, big yeah, event, think, lots of people? Yeah, you're going to have to. Yeah. You're going to have to. I think the mosh pit days might be over. Oh, God. Thank God. I was done with that years ago. Yeah. I mean, it was started. Yeah. It was, da- it was always dangerous. Like, they, they <laughs> you know, like I, I, I was standing, I was in the balcony for the descendants last year. Oh, yeah. Whenever, a year and a half ago. <coughs> and uh, just what? So I could, had a, a bird's eye view of the mosh pit and people like punching each other in the back and stuff. And you're like, well, that's not really what people are missing. <laughs> <laughs> about human contact they're not missing the punching and the fall and of course the stage dive to nowhere the stage dive where nobody catches you yes. or whatever that was that yes. happened a lot too so I, I don't imagine any of that stuff but you know what? i will say that the winnipeg folk fest has an outdoor something scheduled for birds hill park in august they sent out an email asking for donations yesterday okay and, and um i you know i'm inclined i might let like, like an outdoor show and they said reduced capacity 
who knows who the performer will be at this point. Uh, and I was like, you know what? That's something like August, outdoors, reduced capacity. That all sounds like something that I might do. That, 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 that could be good. And it could just be a nice vote of confidence in the Winnipeg Folk Fest. Uh, but for the indoor stuff, I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I, I can't see how it's going to work. Do you think that next year, Folk Fest will be back and it'll be normal? Well, I think everything's going to have to make changes. But I think, um, I think once again, all it's going to take is one disaster. Yeah, and okay. nobody wants to have the festival with the disaster. <laughs> that's true. That's why. That's why Coachella's canceled again, and uh, Lollapalooza, I think, is also canceled. Yeah. So you look at that, and they're like, they know, they know that if it's them, that they'll get the mark of um, of of a disaster. That they that that could destroy the brand forever. Okay. You know. So I think I, I think done carefully, this could it could work. I agree. And I, I, I do think that, again, similar to the movie theater thing, I think that people are going to like just be itching to get out and to see their favorite, you know, um, performers live and that kind of stuff. So I do think there will be a, um, a boom of this as well. But it's certainly yeah. by this time next year, you would think that everybody's been vaccinated that needs to be right. And we should be able to get back to normal. You would hope so. You know, and actually one of the things that um, I have tickets to see, um, the Pet Shop Boys in New Order in Toronto in September. It's an outdoor show. Okay. And I'm, but, but I'm, I'm looking at it going, come on, guys. Like this does not. I don't think. No, it's was that happen. was that a concert that was scheduled before the pandemic and then was rescheduled? Yes. I bought so, the tickets a year, so it'll be two years ago. I bought the tickets. Yeah. Uh, in September, uh, and um, I, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's going to happen, and maybe it isn't. But I, 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 I would vote that it's not going to happen. But just as I, but it is an outdoor show, and I thought, okay, like it's possible. Uh, but I don't really want to fly there. That's the other thing. Mm. Um, the then um, I noticed this week the big concert announcement was Genesis. The the, the Genesis is going to tour, and it, the tour includes Toronto and Montreal. I think both venues are indoors if i'm not mistaken and i believe those concerts are september and october really so i was like well that'll be there you go that's the band that's gonna put it to the test that's gonna go to the venues and we're gonna find out yeah what happens and i guess we'll see but um genesis i, I, like, eh? I well you know they're big they're big because they haven't been together in a long time yeah no, yeah, it's a big reunion yeah. tour Huh. I tweeted uh, this week that uh, I saw Genesis in 1984 for $12.73 <laughs> on the floor. So I was like, nah, I don't need to go see that one. But but uh, <laughs> I think like there are bands, like as I say, there are bands that if they came through town, I'd have a very difficult decision to make. And I would, I think I would, the classic, wear a mask and stay far away from other people and it could be done. Okay, well, we'll have to wait and see how that yeah. all turns out now what about local media um like local tv and radio um you know you gotta imagine that they've taken a bit of a hit from advertisers they probably have not sold as many much advertising will that come back will people start going back to traditional media um once the businesses are allowed to open up again and the economy starts to get moving again will we see a return to normal for kind of the uh the advertising landscape of uh of, of well mm. winnipeg but also other cities i guess well you work at a local station on the weekends and they are they are reliant on advertising from businesses that want to draw customers that day. And so as soon as people can go back to like the, you know, 
are we are we going to have like the barbecue in the parking lot at Home Depot? You know, are we going to have the all of that stuff? The, te- because the that tent stuff- sales going on at the brick right now. There you, know, you go. They got that going on right now. So they're that kind of stuff. I think, yeah, we'll come back. You I saw another radio. guy. I saw a guy doing like a, I drove past this gym and this guy had all these dumbbells set out. I don't know what he was doing, but there was like a bunch of like dumbbells and it was like some kind of a, there was nobody there. It was just one guy with a bunch of dumbbells. Anyway, my question is like, what will change about the advertising? Will it just be, hey, we're back. We're back. Pandemic's over. Come back now. Is that going to be the overall message that we can, you know, I bring think us- it'll be, it'll vary. It'll be, it, there'll be some that just don't care. Well, the other ones, there'll be other ones that are very cautious. And I don't know, like, I, it, it's going to be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But once again, nobody wants the business that is the poster child for don't do this. Like, if that's you, that can hurt your brand. So there's going to be, like you're saying there's going to be a lot of hesitation and kind of like a cautious, like, let's just wait and see what happens. So we won't see people jumping into this. And just well, going all all out for uh, whatever it is. What are you seeing at the station? Like, has there I don't been, get, I don't see know? much. I don't see anybody there. I, don't, I go there and there's nobody there because <laughs> there's oh, nobody allowed. On the weekend, yeah, no, and and they're doing this whole thing where like half the people working from home anyway. Um, but I can tell you just based on what I hear on the. Um, as far as the actual advertisers on the station, I hear, you know, obviously there's a lot of car dealerships. There's a lot of like the staples of that. You always get that kind of stuff uh, because uh, a radio station, a radio is usually listened to with the car. So there's lots of, uh, of um, mechanics and dealerships and all kinds of different car related stuff there. That's always going to be there. Uh, but I also, I am noticing a few stories like a, like a Maytag uh, appliance shop or something like that, or, um, or a hearing center or a local, you know, just a local store of some kind saying, yes, we are open. Yes, we are. Like you can phone, like one of them was really good. It was just like, here's all the ways in which you can, you can, you know, buy a stove from us if you need to buy a stove, because that's a very difficult thing to shop for right now, because people aren't, you know, retail stores are not necessarily open, but they are, there's a limited capacity. So there was a really good ad about that. I do do see that happening quite a bit. Um, What I'm, um, and I can't tell you if it's if it's like less advertising or not because all the slots are filled. So I don't know if fewer people are advertising. I can only guess that fewer people are advertising, and I assume that when that pandemic ends, more people will will start advertising their business. Yeah, I, you know, marketing never stops. That's the thing. Marketing <laughs> marketing will always go will will go on and on. Uh, but the question is, what will the results of that marketing be? You know, that that's the big issue now and figuring out like, what do your customers want? And, and um, so to, to buy an ad on the radio is one thing, but then an ad on the radio is good for driving, uh, driving sales promotions at your location. And so the question then becomes what kind of sales promotions can you do? So it's like one big chain kind of thing. Like it all has to work and it all has, to, you have to be safe about it. And, and with advertising, you want people to come stampede in. Right, yeah. like that's really like what you always wanted, and maybe it's not what you want now. We might get uh, a return of the uh, live on location, right? The like, oh, I'm this per- radio personality, and I'm here at Visions Electronics. Come down and say hi. Live from the bubble. Yeah, they're. they're- <laughs> So that person will be live like that obviously cannot happen now and it has not been happening at all, but that's a huge source of, of revenue for radio stations and it actually works quite well. It's a, it's a good live commercial for whatever it is. If you're out shopping, 
and yeah, you were thinking about buying a new TV and then you hadn't got around to it. And then you hear the Visions Electronics thing go, oh, okay, I'll go to Visions Electronics. Like that's just a great way of kind of, you know, getting those impulse buyers. But um, but yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how much. And of course, we also have more legislation coming down about, isn't there something, we're gonna have to talk about this in more detail. The yeah. thing with Facebook and that C, I can't remember the name of the, the bill, but there's a new bill that they're talking about yeah. Um, and that's going to change the the relationship between Facebook and Netflix and all these different media properties that are that are operating in Canada as well. Well, they won't rest until we only have Canadian content. That's the, <laughs> that's the problem. That's hey. the scary thing. Yeah, well, yeah. It well, it's, it's it's the scary and responsible thing <laughs> to do. <laughs> hey, listen, I, I got all the Kim's convenience I want. You know, there's really yes. uh, Kim's Kim's convenience and Shits Creek, you don't really need much else as far as Canadian content. Corner is. gas. Quarter gas. <laughs> it's over, but the rerun, you know. You Letter, need- Letter Kenny. Letter Kenny's another good one. Oh, that's true. <coughs> that's true. You know, I've never watched Letter Letter Kenny until like a couple months ago. And I was like, oh, it's good. It's funny. Yeah, it's a good show. <laughs> yes. Very enjoyable. So yeah. I don't I don't know what, what we did. We came out of that discussion other than like, it's going to change. We well, don't know exactly what's going to happen, but it's not going to stay this way. It's something that's going to happen once the pandemic ends to move things forward. Well, we've all tailored our lives to consume stuff without leaving our our homes to, to as little as possible leaving our homes. So I think that's going to be the thing. Like, what are we going to be willing to leave our home to go do? I mean, work now, leaving, leaving your home to go to work seems like the impossible dream. Leaving your home. I to want do to do that. I did that today. Like, yeah. I, but I've seen people who don't like there's a mixed reactions yeah. out there some people don't want to go back to work and don't want to leave their house like there's people who just are like feeling too nervous about the whole thing um whereas i'm like let's get back to normal please i can't wait i really just like i want to go back i want to teach in person i want to i want to do everything in person i see i want to see you Kenton, it's been more than a year since i've seen you in person i know well that that's that's one of the <laughs> bad things about it the good thing is like the no commute like, <laughs> yeah I, like that's when you realize uh like i think we all realize this year how much time do you spend going to and from work? And I take the bus, right? Or I took the bus and a holy, like having that. And that's about two hours and sometimes longer, depending on how long you wait yep. to get the bus. And I live close <laughs> to work. So, so you're like, you're like, for me, that's a couple of found hours every day that I can do marking and stuff like that. Like uh, that. I really appreciate other people. I know in the U S the commute is like, it can be, can be nightmarish in terms of traffic and stuff. And I, I, I just think there's people who have saved like three to six hours out of their day, not having to commute anymore. And I think that alone is a powerful thing where if you can just get up and start working, you're like, you are more productive. So, uh, you know, I, but I understand like the need and we're, we're teachers. So the need to be there in person and to teach people stuff, I don't know. Like we all have various ideas about, how much our students learned this year, but I think we can all guarantee that it was less than before. People don't learn as well online yeah. than, than in person. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, And I guess we're all gonna, but is it good enough? Is another question. Well, so I, I guess, and what I always say is convenient and good enough usually wins. So we'll see. The other thing is like how much of this, like we've, we're very much in a Zoom culture right now. You and I are talking on Zoom right now as we do this podcast. And this is how all our meetings are conducted and how all media interviews are conducted now on the news, on yeah. TV. You see everyone's being interviewed over Zoom. I also don't think that that's going to go away. I think that's going to be a thing that's going to be here to stay as far as, you know, it's just so much easier 
to get an interview over Zoom than to try and get the person to come down. Like, you know, they talk, and I hear people on the radio saying this. I hear people on TV saying this. I can't wait to come down and talk in person. It's a pain in the ass to go on on the radio and on TV to talk because you have to go all the way down there and park, pay for parking, go all the way up to the studio, and then you're on there for like five minutes and that's it. It's not, it's, it's much easier to do it over the internet over zoom so i think that will definitely stick around um as we move past the pandemic remember at first how watching cnn and stuff and seeing people on zoom it was like what is this amateur yeah it was weird because they didn't know how to do it they didn't know how to do it properly they're getting much better at it i find they're doing a very good job yeah yeah, they're getting better at it. The picture's a little bit better, and we're used to it. <laughs> so it's all we're used, we're used it's to it, so it's cutting out. Like, I, I, I was yeah. watching a CBC um, interview, and the person, it was just one of those cases where the person's audio was just cutting out. There was just not, so they just kind of had to scrap it. <laughs> Sorry, we can't talk to you right now. And they had to move on, and that's just basically live television, what you have to do. But I just think that, uh, yeah, the, the you know, as much as I want, I want teaching to go back to in person, I think that's important. I think it should be in person. I think it's more effective that way. Um, but I think there's a lot of other things that will be now just zoom meetings. Yeah, I think that's true. And I do, but I also think that there will always be, I I don't, I think there will always be now two tracks for school. There will be a online track and there will, there will be an in-person track and maybe you pay more for in-person. Like one of the biggest costs in education is one-on-one, um, feedback, marking one-on-one, um, tutorials, one-on-one learning, like it takes, it is a time suck that costs a lot of money to pay that kind of salaries for people doing that. And it doesn't cost as much money if uh, online education is good enough. If you're willing to get an instructor who does not spend tons of one-on-one time with you and that you're just part of a big group of people taking the same course, um, then I think, um, then, uh, then you should pay less for that. I would say, Yeah. but I, I think we're going to start seeing different payment models, Interesting. things like that. I will, I'll also note that in the last week I downloaded a book on Amazon for the first time in a while. Um, and all of my magazines now I subscribe to in the past year. So I'm still getting the paper media, but I, but I'm not buying it from the newsstand anymore. Like I used to. So everything is now subscriber based. Everything that I get now is just kind of like an attempt for me to not have to leave the house. But you, did um, you like going down to the newsstand to get those magazines? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, very much. Thing. But yeah, but now it's depressing going there <laughs> because it is. It's depressing because you got to run in and run out, and there's a maximum number of it's people. It's very stressful. Allowed. Yeah. 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 Shopping yeah. is very, very stressful in all cases. Um, yeah. So that's why. Yeah. But I, I'm hoping that you'll get back to going to the newsstand at some point. Me too. Well. You know, well, I and I guess what'll be interesting is to actually have the discussion once things once things come back or don't come back. It'll be one year from now. I'll love to see sort of what's happening. Okay, this is my first time teaching online. Uh, can everyone hear me? Okay. Um, actually, you are just a little bit quiet. Oh, okay. Uh, no problem. I'll just hit the microphone button. No, you just muted your mic. No, you muted your mic. We can't hear you. You just muted. You know what? Yeah, we can hear you just fine. It's perfect. Let's finish up with some recommendations. One thing I've been getting into lately is 
buying DVDs. One thing I've learned in this realm, this world of streaming services is that the movie you want to watch is never available when you want to watch it. It's always the case. If I think of a specific movie that I want to watch and I go to search it, it's either not on Netflix or not on Crave. It's not on any of the ones I pay for. So I would have to end up paying for it to rent it either on demand or through iTunes or whatever. So I've been buying, I've been kind of, as I go out and I don't go out very often, but as I've been going out, I've been looking in like say thrift stores and places where they sell like used DVDs and they're dirt cheap. They're so cheap. DVDs are like two bucks for a movie. I've been also buying DVD collections. Like, you know, where they put like 10 movies on one DVD. You've seen that, right? So there's oh, this yeah. one I found it was, and I, I mean, there's, a, there's the obvious ones. There's one like 10 action movies and it's got like pretty typical Schwarzenegger or Stallone or whatever. But there's one I found called the deadly beyond. I wish I'd brought the case. Cause it's got a very cool case. It's called the deadly beyond. And it's supposed to be 11 horror movies kind of they're not really all horror movies some of them are are sci-fi this is a long-winded way of getting to the recommendation but the movie i'm going to recommend is called slipstream um starring mark hamill starring uh um your favorite actor who plays luke skywalker um and uh he plays in this one now this is uh it's, okay so the movie's called slipstream and i i didn't know anything about it on this dvd all it says is slipstream it's got a movie and you click on it and it starts playing there's no extras no features nothing so i start watching the movie and i was also going to say that i think slipstream is the also the the name of uh, bill paxton's hairstyle in this because he's got quite the wavy 80s hairstyle <laughs> And it's actually a pretty good movie for what it is. I think what they're trying to go for here, and it's interesting because it's all, do you, by the way, do you know which movie I'm talking about? Slipstream, have you seen this movie? I, I don't believe I've seen that movie. Okay, well, it's uh, it was made in 1989. I thought it was much earlier in the 80s based on some of the actors in it, but this is like 89. Uh, it's it's got like Ben Kingsley has a cameo in it. Um, wow. uh, F. Murray Abraham. This is post <laughs> uh, post Academy Award winning for some of these actors, right? Like these are good actors. Bill Paxton is in it. Mark Hamill is in it. Uh, there's a, a handful of other people you'd recognize. Oh, the guy who plays uh, Hagrid on um, Harry Potter, Robbie Coltrane. So oh, so yeah. anyway, the, the premise of the film is that it's kind of a post-apocalyptic, I think it's supposed to be Mad Max in the air. I think that's what they were going for when they pitched it. And so if you watch the movie, you can see how you can you can envision the pitch. You can see how this could have looked. And then how, what it ends up looking like is unfortunately a little bit underwhelming because they, they had these two gliders that they were using for the shoot, these two actual planes that actually flew. And it's supposed to be the premises that there's this, this slipstream. It's like just this, this big gust of wind that just blows. And it's apparently blown everything off. I don't know. I don't know. They're not really clear about it, but the, apparently it's the way people travel now. So this is in the future. There's been some sort of post-apocalyptic event, nuclear war, what have you. And now, uh, now there's this big wind stream. But the story itself is actually really interesting. It's about um, Bill Paxton's character um, finds an android played by, I'm going to um, get this guy's name right, Bob Peck plays byron who is an android and you may remember bob peck from jurassic park he's best known as clever girl is that guy who like he's the hunter uh, or the games master or whatever in jurassic park but anyway in this one yeah. he plays he plays an android so it's kind of and it's kind of like along the lines of like a, a a blade runner android so it's like a you know looks like a human but is not inside and he acts a little bit like data from star trek there's a lot of kinds of different things that happen with this guy it's a lot of fun and so the story is he's being taken mark hamill is is a bounty hunter kind of mark hamill's the bad guy he's got bleach blonde hair looks really cool and uh, he's trying to capture this android and Bill Paxton's character is the guy trying to stop him. So 
I think it was fun. It was a lot of fun. If you if you can find it anywhere, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere or if you have to go and buy another uh, DVD set of movies. But Slipstream, I enjoyed it, so I'm going to re- recommend that this week. How ironic if Slipstream is not streaming. <laughs> it's it not. Be. Yeah, it's funny. It should be. It's definitely one of those. Che- it's a cheap movie. Um, I don't know. I don't know why it did. It, it's weird because it feels like it should have been a bigger budget, and it feels like it should have been a bigger movie, but it wasn't for some reason. So there you go. Cool. And um, I mentioned it earlier, so this is an easy one for me. Another round, the best foreign film winner uh, with Mads Mikkelsen. And Love as him. I say, it's going to get ruined. Leo DiCaprio is going to wreck it, guys. You need to rent it. And, like- and it is not it is not a preachy film about alcohol. It shows all different sides about alcohol. Is alcohol like bar- your friend like or your enemy? Is it, it kind of like Barfly? No, I can tell you the premise. The premise is, and and um, I don't want this to inspire you, Dan, but the premise is it's a group of school teachers who, uh, who, who, um, and one of them brings up this thing about, yeah, you know, there's this philosopher who says uh, you can get uh, a lot more done uh, if your alcohol level is a little bit higher. Okay. If you maintain that rate, you do, you get through life a little better, and that actually human beings need a little more alcohol in their system. So they're like, let's try. Okay, so let's try. That's the premise. Let's see. Let's see if this works. Okay, and um, and as I say, like I don't, I can't imagine an American. This is this is um done in Denmark. Yes. This film, I cannot imagine an American film doing as balanced a take on on is alcohol your friend or enemy than than a place like Denmark doing it. Yeah, no, so, you're right. Um, and, and I think having seen it. Um, our pal Mads Mikkelsen really deserved um, a Best Actor nomination for this film. He really deserved it. And um, I don't want to give away anything with the film, but he does stuff in the film that I did not know that Mads Mikkelsen could do as an actor. And it's, it's, um, it's, like you got to see it. It's balance on one foot. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you'll see. You'll see. You'll, you will not believe. That, and I will not. I will not spoil some of the big surprises in the film. But there is, um, there are, there's some stuff that Mads Mikkelsen and some some stuff that you're that maybe as an actor we've never seen within his range. Interesting. That it turns out that this guy can do. And so, um, and I'll just leave it at that. But I'll say it is. Uh, he should have been nominated for best. And probably if the film would have been in English, then um, then he probably would have been nominated. Um, and I can't. Um, there is absolutely no way Leo DiCaprio can play the role as well as Mads Mikkelsen. And I don't, he speaks English. I'm not sure why you wouldn't just get him to reprise the role in the yeah. English film. You know, why not? Yeah. I don't know why either. Is that what's happening? Leo is going to be playing the role or is he just, I believe, it? I believe that's what that, I believe that's what's happening. See, and you're, and you're that- right about the attitudes, like the European attitudes toward alcohol is way different from the U.S. Uh, this is yeah. like the U.S. is still kind of dealing with the fact that it banned all alcohol during the prohibition like that. That's something they did. And I think a lot of people think that that was a good move <laughs> at the time. Um, but yeah. OK, well, I'll check it out for sure. I love Mads Mikkelsen. He's like he can make it oh. even if it's not a good movie. He's awesome in it almost always. So I will check it out for sure. Yeah, he's so good in it. And yeah. and I, I I actually am partial to movies where Mads Mikkelsen just plays a regular guy. 
because he doesn't look like a regular guy. No, he looks like a tough so, guy. He looks like a, a psychotic, evil person. So you expect him to play a psychotic, evil person, but he doesn't in all movies. Right. And this would this would fall into that category where you're okay. like, Mads Mikkelsen is your high school teacher? Mm-hmm. What would that be like? And so the film gives you a look at that, that would be like. <laughs> and particularly if he happens to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, for sure, I'll check it out. Okay, that's going to do it for this episode of the Media Nerds <laughs> Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. <laughs>